Welcome to Popcorn for Breakfast podcast. Today we will review Madam Web, a new Spider-Man Sony-verse film of the likes of Venom, Venom 2, and Morbius. We will have the same amount of energy as the stars of that film, which was zero. Okay, let's pop it up. song oh, for you no 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 oh no. it's happening cam no. it's happening are you ready no i'm not well it's gonna happen <laughs> whether you <laughs> want to be ready or not please send help send help <clears throat> madam web madam web sees the future in her web with dakota johnson she will soar and sydney sweeney evermore look out doom 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 here comes the madam web there's <laughs> no more. there's not a second verse madam no web way. madam web <laughs> no in, the, in the cosmic threads she will ebb rotten tomato score so low she'll cast her spell but this movie blows don't spend your money to see madam web <laughs> actually of all the of all the songs that you've done over the years that's top notch Thank you. Um, because that's an iconic theme song, and yeah, it's yeah. funny. I have to tell you that I have an enormous amount of anxiety about doing these review episodes with you now because oh. I never know what you're going to do in the cold open or at the start of the episode, and I'm always so scared because I just don't. I have it's like yeah, you don't know what you're gonna find. Yeah, I'm like uh, Travis Kelsey winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like when he gets the microphone. You're the same way. When you give him the microphone, it's like. What is it? Get, what is going to happen? Viva to me? Las Vegas! <laughs> Viva! Yeah. It's essentially that. Yes. Yeah, I feel akin to him. I also play football. I'm a wide wide receiver. Yeah. Yes. Yep. You're six seven. <laughs> yep. Six, you can't seven. tell because we're sitting down. He's actually. Yeah. He lowers his chair so low <laughs> to make sure that I look taller. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like offend yeah. you because I, it's really nice. Actually. I am naturally a giant. Yeah. So. Well, here we are. Here we are, everybody. We are reviewing Madam. Web, studio produced by Sony, Dakota Johnson, Sweeney, Sydney. I almost said Sweeney, Sweeney Todd, <laughs> Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of, of Fleet, Fleet Street. Street. <laughs> Excellent. Been watching a lot of Aaron Tveit in my TikTok timeline right now. That's Good. why. Uh, Swe- uh, <laughs> I almost did it again. Sydney Sweeney, uh, Isabella Merced, mm-hmm. um, and a whole bunch of other people. Uh, Adam, Adam Scott. Scott. Mike Epps is kind of in this movie. Uh, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of people. It's very fun. It's, there are it's, a lot of people. That's something that we can say about this movie. <laughs> that is a fact of this movie. Um, we're going to be a little bit unhinged on this film because we saw this movie. We got we got the the preview, the press preview for this, which was very exciting. We're very yes. thankful for. And now we get to talk about it completely openly and freely, which is one of our favorite things to do. In most cases, you will see us talk about episodes uh review episodes spoiler free yes but this has been out and the box office reflects that we should talk about this with full spoilers yeah and we were going to drop this on the day that the movie released because we got to see it in advance um which again 
awesome opportunity mm-hmm. always whenever we get to do that. But um, my kid was throwing up. Yep. And so this is, you're getting to see inside um, uh, part-time movie podcasting and how that works. But it actually is going to work out well because this movie would have been unbelievably difficult to talk about spoiler free and, and still capture the essence of the movie. Um, So this, this will work out, I think. um, And hopefully you guys still find this and, and watch it and, We'll, we'll get into it. Come along. Laugh with us, everyone, because we're going to change up the titles of our accolades, much like we did with Argyle, if you happen to listen to that review, another 2024 yes, release. you should. That's a good one. You should. It's very fun. And I have no clue whose turn it is to go first, Cam. It might be yours. It might be... Um I think it is. Oh, congratulations. Though the chronology is all mixed up because now that we see movies ahead of time, we record in a very weird order. Who knows? Like, it's I, I have no idea. There was one person, uh, one of our listeners of our five that is sitting at home <laughs> with a pencil. The five that are left after Kirk's songs every week. Yeah. <laughs> we had thousands. <laughs> thousands. It's just every week. A global impact yeah. popcorn for breakfast podcast. But now there's just a few of you left. So, But someone's in their basement with a pencil and a tally saying, they absolutely messed up the order who yeah. goes first. But tonight, I'm going to give it to you because that Thank just you. sounds like fun to give you to go first from Adam Webb. We're going to we're going to walk through the best actors. The typically we walk through best actors, best performances, best production value, and our final thoughts and scores. But today we're going to start with the opposite. Uh, there's a award show out there that gives awards to bad performances. That's called the Razzie Awards. So instead of and the Oscar goes to giving our best acting awards, we're actually going to give it to the worst here. Cam, the floor is yours with and the Razzie goes to. Thank you. And uh, as a reminder, we're doing this because anytime uh, going forward that we have a consensus, like that wasn't it. A, so, a social consensus. Yeah, yes. where we're just like, we make eyes after the movie and we're like, no. Uh, or in this case, we laugh hysterically throughout the movie. Um, so it's very clear that there are issues. This is what we now do. So and the Razzie goes to, I, I can't believe that I get, this is, this is such an opportunity that's fallen into my lap here that I get to go first. I mean, the obvious choice, the really the only choice, uh, not the only choice, but the the number one choice has to be Dakota Johnson. I mean, <laughs> come on, this is an all time bad performance. Yeah, this is. I mean, she has no interest in being in this film. And what's so crazy is that that's so apparent that we said it about the trailer. Do you remember when the trailer released? Immediately, and we were like, she doesn't even want to be there. It was it's like so clear. And, there's, and that's them showing their best scenes in the movie. Um, she got bamboozled. I, I think she thinks she got bamboozled here. I don't know that that's accurate. Um, there are interviews where she basically thinks that she, she kind of alludes to the fact that she thought she was joining the MCU. Yes. Like that she's really good friends with Elizabeth Olsen and that she had talked to her about it. And that passing, she had a good, right? Yeah. She said, hey, well, how do you feel? Like, did you like the studio? Did you like your experience with Marvel? And she's like, yeah, it's great. I had a great time. Yeah. They're wonderful. Right. So she did not know what she was walking into. <laughs> um, she was not walking into Marvel Cinematic Universe. She was walking into the Sony Spider-Man universe, which if you've seen either Venom movie, um, less so the Venom movies, we can talk about that more later. Venom too. But Morbius. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what that's about. So, um, she has gone on full damage control mode after this on press tour, basically slamming this movie any chance she gets in a passive aggressive way. She uh, recently in an interview with the rap said that she 
did not know that, or she said that the script went uh, underwent massive, or I think she said drastic changes mm-hmm. after she joined, which is basically her being like, this thing is a mess and I know it. Um, but she was, she did not show up for work. I mean, she was, the, the line reads are unhinged. I mean, seriously, I don't know how else to just explain it. There are certain line reads that you're like, that's how she read that line. And the dialogue is dreadful. I mean, so poorly written, but I mean, she's like doing nothing for it. Also, my favorite bit of Dakota Johnson acting in this movie, and it's hard to choose because it's, it's all very bad. And, uh, I should say before I say this terrible bit of acting, I've been kind of a defender of Dakota Johnson in the past. Sure. I, I liked her in Peanut Butter Falcon. I liked her in Cha Cha Real Smooth. I've liked, I liked her in The Lost Daughter, the Maggie Gyllenhaal film. Uh-huh. Um, I've liked her in more things than most people. I cannot defend this. I cannot defend this. And the one particular scene that really sold it, and <laughs> reminder, like we see, we saw this movie with like other press, and so I'm trying to like keep my opinion to myself in the theater. There are certain points where I could not stop, could not stifle my laughter. I was I was like literally like <laughs> like coughing, dying, laughing when she is driving the car. Yes, at multiple points in this movie to save her friends because it's always her in a car. Usually a stolen car, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, her facial expression's hilarious. She's like driving to save her friends from the bad guy at the climax of the movie, and she looks like she's going to the Piggly Wiggly to pick up like <laughs> some coffee grounds. I mean, she looks like Saturday morning, just woke up, need to go to the like drugstore. Yes. I need to go Insane. pick up. I'm on my way to pick up stool softener. This is a really exciting drive here. <laughs> I'm like, how did this get in the final cut of the movie? There was no one around being like, hey, Dakota, I know maybe you're not feeling it today, but could we have a little bit of energy reminder? You're trying to save people who are about to be killed. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot believe how bad it was. Also, um, there's a scene in this movie that is absolutely dreadful where she is talking to her cat in her apartment. <laughs> the, <laughs> the writing is so bad. And we'll talk about plenty of the bad lines in this movie, but I love when she's talking to that cat and she's like, I, I don't know the exact line. But she's let's, like, this, let's do it. I'll be the cat. <laughs> she's like, the spider people, Las Arañas. Have you ever heard of Las Arañas? <laughs> she goes, neither have I. <laughs> it's so bad. The way that she pronounces it, the way that she reads it. Oh my gosh. Dakota Johnson. Terrible career low performance. Cannot believe how bad it was. Yeah. Um, so that's my Razzie. It's beautiful. It really is beautiful. Um, the only other person who did just as terrible as her, I'm going to make my pick right now. His name is Tahar Rahim. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, he plays our villain in <laughs> in Madam Web. And there's got to be something absolutely awful with his first recordings of this because there's a little thing called ADR. It stands for Automated Dialogue Replacement in... Uh, in the film world. That means that maybe there was too much noise that happened. Maybe someone, a uh, character turned their back or maybe there's time to fill like, oh, they're walking along a giant hill. Well, let's just pretend they spoke there and, and they put dialogue in there. No, every time he spoke, when you see him actually moving his lips, they replaced his dialogue. Every, not a single thing that he said yeah. was original to the filming of this. So they went in, they put him in the studio, or who knows, they might have put in a completely different actor and had him dub AI, these maybe lines. the AI vo- voiceovered him? I they, don't know. They might have, but between the vocal performance, the the second, <laughs> the, the later replaced performance of his lines, 
terrible, absolutely awful. Um, the the way he his inflections and because they don't exactly match what he said in the moment, uh, and his overacting throughout the entire thing, it was just absolutely miserable to watch, but also really hilarious. So at times. The words literally didn't match up with his lips, and that was also fun to laugh at in the theater openly. The ADR in general in this movie is wild. It doesn't stop at him. Wild. No, it's like everyone, all over the place. He everyone was the worst. Is a victim. But there are multiple points with him, with Dakota Johnson, with many people in this movie where their mouth isn't even moving. There's a scene where <laughs> where Dakota Johnson is walking in with the three girls she's quote-unquote kidnapped, and they're in kind of like this warehouse that's near the end of the film, that they're going for the big fight, and it's kind of dark, but you can still see them. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. And they are not moving their lips in the slightest, yet they're having a full conversation, all four of them. Just another example of how bad Yeah, just like a huge conversation, like a, a long amount, like a long discussion-ish. Yeah. For, for there to be no mouth movement at all. It's crazy. Like, any any amount of dialogue in a film is long, but especially if it's, like, one minute of them just yeah. walking toward the camera, that's a lot of screen time. And you see them just not moving their lips, but having a full conversation. And ADR is one of those things where once you see it in a movie, you can't unsee it. You know, like, once you first start noticing that that is happening... You see it pop up everywhere, even in good movies. You can every yeah. once in a while catch it where it's like, usually it's like the back of someone's head. Yes. Almost always, actually, where they're talking, but their head's not moving like in a natural way to yeah. deliver that line. Here's three examples. Spaghetti Western movies, yes. obviously. Oh, yeah. Any foreign film that has now has a, a, an English dub or the language that you want to hear it in, right? Yep. That dub of that. Or three, you turn on your TV and all of a sudden the voices aren't matching with the actors. and You're like, hold on. Turn the TV off. Turn it back on. Oh, they match. <laughs> we couldn't do that with Madam Web, and no. nothing would help it because it was just so poorly produced and executed that they had to redo almost everyone's lines throughout this film. Also, are you familiar with Mr. Tahar Rahim before this? I'm not. Not so at that's, all. Okay, so I, I guess he's been in some movies like Napoleon, etc. I don't remember him in anything personally. Is that how his voice sounds? That uh, that's the question. Was it a completely different actor? Because the the texture of the voice is so off-putting. It's bizarre. It almost sounds like it's someone uncanny. Like, was trying to match his ethnicity. Like it wasn't yeah. like maybe even a white person. <laughs> I don't know, dude. There's something way wrong with it, but he he delivers one of the great lines of the movie where his his um the girl from uh, I can't remember her name, but she's in the flight attendant, uh, that HBO show. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she's like the guy in the chair for him with all of this tech, by the way, this movie is supposed to take place in 2003. Yep. The tech is so far advanced of that. And mm -hmm. I'm like, even if you're like, okay, they have government connections, whatever. He's really rich. No, no I mean like no way. Nope. Facial recognition software. Absolutely not. Which, by the way, I, I can't. I can't even talk about this movie without going down a thousand rants. <laughs> they use facial recognition based on his memory from his dream. Yes. He describes them. They model them, and then they de-age them by like twenty years. Insane plot point. Anyway, <laughs> and they look. As if they were standing in front of you, like with picture perfect Pin, accuracy. Point accuracy. <laughs> anyway, he's talking to her at one point, and she's like, basically, like, are you sure you want to do this? They're just teenagers. And he goes, <laughs> I have to clear my throat to do this voice. <clears throat> he goes, they're teenagers now, but in the future. <laughs> 
I died. I was, dude, I was done. So yeah, all time bad performance from this dude. That's right. In the future, they will not be teenagers. That is exactly <laughs> that, correct. That is actually, that is how time works and how age aging works. Well done uh, to the Madam Web writers. Okay, let's, let's move on. Moving on. Typically, we have a section called Scene Stealer. I guess this still kind of applies, but I like to call this Scene Destroyer. Which actor absolutely ruined every scene they entered into? It's me again. Yes, oh, it is. Oh Lord, um, <laughs> this is a tough choice. <clears throat> this is a tough choice. There's there's so many good candidates here. There's a lot. I gotta go with Celeste O'Connor, who plays um, yes Maddie Maddie Franklin. <laughs> that it's and 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 I have to give some I have to give some credit. This is world class bad dialogue. This is like all time bad dialogue so it's really hard um but her character is the most insane like i don't even know what they were going for here like i do kind of know what they were going for they're trying to make it somebody who's like comes from money but is rebelling against her parents it's way off her characterization of even the written dialogue is bizarre um they're trying to build this relationship early on between isabel merced's character um, Anya Corazon and Maddie Franklin. Terrible. The The scenes don't work. It, it's just not good all around the facial expressions. It's it's, it, and I, I hate to even pin it on her because I feel like it's, it's a combination of bad direction and bad writing that really sets her off on the wrong foot. But this character was bad. Her characterization of this character was bad. It never worked at any point in the film. You're just like, get me out of here. And I think what really hurts is she shared a lot of her scenes with Isabella Merced, who hopefully you're not going to pick her for your scene destroyer. <laughs> I felt was like far and away the the best person in the movie, like actually tried and like carved out a character and made something out of this. Um, and Sydney Sweeney, who is a talented actor, even though she, this was not a career high for her by any means at all. Um, so the fact that she was like sharing scenes with those two, it did not work out. Uh, the chemistry was not there. It just, it fell way flat. So sorry, Celeste, not, not one to put on the uh, LinkedIn page there. <laughs> LinkedIn. Is that a thing <laughs> for actors? I don't know. Can you imagine? <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio's LinkedIn. <laughs> Killers of the flower moon <laughs> at the top of the list. Um, yeah, my, my choice actually was also Celeste, so I can't nice. pick her. Um, so that's how bad she was. Yeah, it was to, not good. Uh, to speak a little bit about Let's talk about Isabella and Sydney, the other two spider girls who never actually f fully realized their powers, except in a future forward flash of them eventually obtaining powers. How? We don't know. We have no idea. We don't know. We have one glimpse of each of their powers is slightly different, but I mean, they're terrible costumes. Well, and how long is the dream slash flash forward? Right. Is that five minutes? Is that 10 years? Is that No, but also years? like how long is the actual scene in the movie? Oh, it's like, 15 seconds. Yeah, I mean, a minute max that <laughs> but, we see them with powers. But what I can say, Cam, is that in the flash forwards, they are still teenagers. So, Tahar. In the future. <laughs> missed his opportunity. But in the future. <laughs> he was right. He was right. <laughs> They'll still be teenagers. Um, Isabella Merced and Sydney Sweeney, they really did try their best. Um, but one of the funniest things I found about Sydney Sweeney is she just looked like, a, I don't know, like a hentai character, an anime character yeah. the whole time. Like, I have a little outfit on. Like a schoolgirl. I can't I'm, believe you just said hentai on the podcast. You mean anime? That's what I meant. I have no idea what the other word is. <laughs> Don't Google it. 
Okay, just edit that out, please. <laughs> Isabella Merced, she comes in and she says her backstory just briefly, and it's just absolutely abysmal. She says that she has to move forward with helping this made-up supergroup <laughs> because her father was deported six months ago. She's under 18, and she also doesn't want to be deported. How does the landlord not understand that a teenager has been living there paying for yeah. everything? And more so, how does a teenager pay for an apartment in New York City Yes, effectively? That doesn't make any sense they, to me. Easy writing fix. Make it one month because he's there at the beginning of the movie yes. trying to collect the rent. And it's like, are we to believe that she's been able to get by being six months delinquent on rent in New York city with this scumbag landlord. There's right. no way she would have been evicted. That's like $70,000 or, or laws. I don't know. It seems like bad writing though. I agree. <laughs> so all that said, uh, again, don't, don't do Google whatever I accidentally said. <laughs> I'm scared. Kirk, Kirk knows so little about uh, Japanese animation. <laughs> It's okay. You're safe. It was ignorance. It's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> and let's move on to the next category. Let's do it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and talk about... Wait, wait. What? Who is your scene destroyer? Oh, yeah. My scene destroyer, Adam Scott. Oh. My scene destroyer is Adam Scott, who plays Mr. Ben Parker. That's right. With great responsi- with great power comes great responsibility. Um, he is just playing himself. He is playing Adam Scott. Uh, if you've seen Parks and Rec, one episode of him, you that is who he's playing. If you've seen Severance, um, Severance is his best performance, but he's still oh, playing by far Adam Scott. Like, what happened here? Like, no one told him. Maybe no one told him that he was playing Uncle Ben, who is Peter Parker's uncle who takes care of him and has this enormous responsibility, enormous moral responsibility to actually give uh, gravitas to that future character, which we do see Peter Parker be born, but they play around it. They dance around it. Like, which why? What's his name? And then like a balloon pops. Oh, I don't know. And then we all we get all the way to the hospital and they still don't say his name. Yeah, don't they do like some cheesy, if I remember correctly, isn't it like... I'm going to name him or his name is something and it cuts off and it cuts off just like that. Like why? Almost as bad as the, the miles teller, Michael B. Jordan, fantastic four ending where it's like, guys, I've got the name oh, <laughs> before no. the yeah, roll, so credits bad. roll. Yeah. So I got to say, Adam Scott, you didn't do anything in this film at all. You were yourself. Nothing happened. And we were all dumber for it. So <laughs> Thanks for that. Billy Madison. Oh, man. Yeah, that's it's really bad. He, he's such a poor sap. He has to sh- share all those scenes where, with Dakota Johnson with some of the worst yes. interpersonal dialogue ever. Um, the scene where he's like... <laughs> There's a saved long... her. He's like saved her and uh, from like drowning in the river. Yeah. And... It's so awkward and so bad. I don't know. It's it's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah, but I mean, it, here's more information about this movie. Dakota Johnson, in what should be a, a very dramatic and important portion, uh, gets trapped in a car that she's trying to yes. save someone, falls into the river. Um, it's so non-eventful. It happens so fast, and there's no drama to it at all. And then, so when you see Adam Scott uh, covered in water because he dove in, he's just like... You good? Uh, oh, all right. That's yeah. I'm glad you're alive. Like, there's no panic. There's no urgency. She no. just kind of sits up. Uh, she's like, "Wow, I can't believe I survived." <laughs> it's yeah, and it's terrible. like the catalyst for her recognizing that she has powers too. Like, yes, because she saw it happen kind of twice, and she's like, "Whoa, that's kind of weird." I must have just blacked out Bro. or dreamt it in my weird uh, drowning coma. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so so bad. Yeah, good choice. Good choice there. Thank you. Thank you. Next up. 
formerly called Showstopper, but in terrible movies like this, we call it the biggest train wreck moment. So, Cam, lay it on us. Oh, can you pick one? <laughs> the biggest train wreck moment. I think uh, I wasn't thinking about it this way for some reason. I was thinking like director shoes, which I know we're going to do next. Uh-huh. Um, so I won't go there yet. But I think for me, it's got to be the final battle sequence. Mm-hmm. First of all, why? How is there one? This is a superhero movie with no superheroes. And she's not even really a superhero in the comics at all. No. And the people who are, like Anya Corazon, who's like Spider-Girl, uh, Maddie Franklin, uh, I forget what Sydney's, uh, what is her name? They Carpenter. call her Cornwall. Julia. Yeah, just Julia Carpenter, um, who's, Carpenter was her married name, so that's why she's Cornwall in this. Anyway, none of them do anything super at all because they don't have powers. So you get you get this final battle sequence, which is horrible. First of all, it revolves around a giant neon Pepsi sign. That's right. Which is just one egregious example of the horrifying and staggering amount of product placement in this movie. So much. Mm-hmm. So much. Um, Calvin Klein. Yes. Adidas. Pepsi. Nikon. Nikon. I mean, it's like everything. Chevrolet. Mm-hmm. It is crazy. It's everywhere. The Pepsi one is probably the worst because they're doing they do a barbecue and she's like holding a Pepsi can label out like so much so such a large percentage of the frame like you wouldn't even believe it. Yeah, I found it really weird when she looked directly into the camera lens and said Pepsi now two thirty nine, <laughs> which were the cost in two thousand three. Like it doesn't translate. I would, I, don't I get dude, it. I wouldn't even have been surprised to be quite honest with you. It's that bad. Uh, but this final battle sequence takes place on top of a fireworks factory, which sounds like a oh. Looney Tunes episode, and <laughs> and is basically that they get all these flare sticks and they start putting them into the boxes. They're of like, fireworks. let's blow this building sky high. Those should have blown pretty much immediately. Yeah. It takes 10 minutes before them to... Yeah, to oh yeah, they're like all on ignite. the roof. They've all escaped. Uh, it's it's crazy. Yes. So anyway, they've got this scene. Now, mind you, the villain in this movie is super enabled. Mm-hmm. He's got... He's got it going on. Strength. He's La yes. He's got the... Uh, <laughs> he's got the power of the spider. He's got all the spidey powers. He can climb walls. He can walk hilariously <laughs> on the ceiling upside down. As if he's strutting the runway oh, of, a, of a fashion show. He just marches the in. The way that he moves on the walls of the ceiling, I can't even... If I think about it, I, la- I laugh hysterically, so I need to put it out of my mind. Um, so they're fighting a guy who's super enabled. She has no powers. The people yes. she's trying to save, the three girls, they have no powers. She's up here... They, to work around this, they're doing all this insane stuff where she's like... Seeing the future, right? So she's able to know when she's about to get shot in the face with the firework and pick up a trash can lid and block it <laughs> as if you wouldn't like, I don't know. There, there's a lot of craziness. It, there's this big CGI final set piece where it's like, you can be in multiple places at once. And so she's able to split her being into three parts to save each of the three girls, whatever that's, I guess, her her power that she ends up unlocking. Yeah, a la astral projection like Doctor Strange yes, does. Yes, it's very much like, yes, it's very Doctor Strange-ish, only not cool. No. And then this villain, um, she, she, you know, she has her big hero moment, kind of. He falls off the building. A giant neon Pepsi S, I'm not kidding, <laughs> falls off the building like, a, like an Acme Company anvil onto this guy, and he just is dead. That's it. And I'm like, this thing doesn't even look like it weighs 50 pounds. Like, it must, but it's not even that big. And he's like, Spider-Man. Right. 
I'm like, you could drop a bus on Spider-Man <laughs> and he would be fine. You know? Like, yeah, like logistically <laughs> that the giant P in Pepsi, like there's obviously the cutout for the P, right? Is it a P? It's, I Maybe think it, it is. is a P, okay. And also, like if you're That's making... a little on the nose. <laughs> if you're making that sign also, like there's going to be like... This is super technical, but that, yeah, let's sign, go. that sign is not going to be flush. Like the front of that P is mm. not flush. Mm-hmm. There's going to be an indentation where the lights actually are structured <laughs> right. and fit into. There's going to be a lot of space for him there's to survive. There's going to be a lot of yeah, airspace. And maybe that's in Madam Web too. <laughs> I'm not even confident that an actual non-super enabled human being would for sure die from this. No, not at all. Maybe the fall. Mm-hmm. But again, I mean, this is Spider-Man essentially. Yeah. He has all the same powers. Uh-huh. It's insane. So that is the train wreck moment. I'm surprised there wasn't an actual train that came and ran him over. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, <laughs> it would have been great. I mean, there is a there is kind of a train moment, like a like a, a Doyex Machina moment where all the girls are about to die because he's like jumped onto their taxi and she just rams her car. Somehow she knows the roads and drives buildings through a building. She drives through a building like, th- like she knows them so well. She found a road that leads on top of the, the building garage in front of the Calvin Klein ad <laughs> <laughs> drives through Correct. the half naked model and onto the taxi cab, but only harming of course the bad guy and not the and, rest of the taxi. And not herself. She's fine. She's crashed a car out of a building <laughs> into like Times square. It's like six stories up. At least her big, her big superhero wins are hit the guy with the car. Yes. Hit the guy with an ambulance <laughs> and then uh, throw him off the building and have a giant letter neon letter fall on him. That's, That's right. Those I are also, her combos. I also love, and then we'll keep going. <laughs> it's just so much fun. Uh, the, when they are about when he almost, when she almost kills him with the giant Pepsi yep. sign. And he says he somehow has all three of the girls tied up and I don't know what. Various <laughs> issues. Yeah, one's falling off the roof. I don't mm-hmm. know. Somehow they're all in danger. And he looks at Dakota Webb in his ADR voice and says, you can't save all three of them. <laughs> and she then astral projects yes. and says, now I can. <laughs> and she does say She them. does it. It's really, oh, it's quite a thing. I haven't laughed this hard in so long. <laughs> Except it's... for whenever we saw the movie. That was... <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, what's your train wreck? My train wreck has to be when, after the conversation with her cat about spider people, sure. um, she decides to immediately pick up and fly <laughs> to Peru. Um, Peru is where she... As one does. Where her mother uh, da- gave birth and died in childbirth to her in a sea of spider water. I don't know. And how the power came to be and she just suddenly decides that while she has put all of these girls in danger um, she's going to fly to Peru and she'll be back tomorrow and so she somehow has the the needs I don't know yeah. if you know this but uh, EMT people she's an EMT they get paid basically minimum wage, which mm-hmm. is incorrect. Like, it's not fair. Like, nope. that shouldn't happen. But I know this because I've known EMT people. Uh, they get paid minimum wage or just above minimum wage. The only way they make a living is by overtime. And so she up and runs to Peru, stays stays there for a while, figures out, okay, this is kind of who I am. Didn't really get any answers while she's there. And flies back to America, all seemingly in the same day. I mean, like like that. And I mean, she's not flying to Lima. Maybe she starts there, but she's going to like the remote 
Yes. The jungle. Peruvian rainforest. So she flies to Peru. She, you see her get on a bus full of other Peruvians. Just like miserable that they're in the jungle, of course. (laughs) And in Madam Web, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Why does this have to be the movie I get my SAG card for? And then suddenly she meets this random spider guy that saved her mom. And well, actually not really saved her, not her mom because mom's dead. And then she just appears back in the States. That might be the moment when she drives the car directly through. That might be the very next scene. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, it's not far after. But that made no sense to me how she got to Peru and back. Oh, man. Now is the part of the (laughs) review. Let's take a breath. Let's take a breath here. We're going to say one nice thing about Madam Webb. Oh, no, I I have more mean things to say. (laughs) Nope. Please, okay. For just a moment, I want you to to take take a deep breath. Take it with me. <sighs> Got it. I'm I'm there. Tell okay. me one nice thing about Madam Web. Okay, it's probably going to be the same as your nice thing. Okay. Um, and I'll probably speak about it more during final thoughts and scores because I feel like it, it weighs heavily into my score, mm-hmm. which is that this movie is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, hilarious. <laughs> so, sure, it's unintentional. And it's because the writing is dreadful. I mean, truly dreadful. It, it, some of the worst I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and it's a major motion picture, like not not a small studio, not an indie film, not nothing, just bad. But it's so funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so funny. Like, we see a lot of bad movies where they're just bad. Like, I put Argyle into this conversation. Yes. Like, I did not laugh. It's just bad. It's just bad. Like, it's not funny. It's just a terrible time. And sure, like, being so bad that you're funny should be a bad thing. But, man, I had a heck of a time. I just, like, really, like, everything that you find in, like, these cult-like movies that people have loved over the years because they're so bad, they're hilarious. This movie has it. I mean, this is a a meme (laughs) factory. This is, like, ground zero for, I mean, Potentially thousands of new memes, <laughs> hilarious lines. The funniest line that was in the trailer of the, he was with my mom in the Amazon when she was researching spiders right before she died. The one that <laughs> got memed wasn't even in this movie. And yet it wouldn't have even been the worst, most ridiculous line in this movie. No, um, it's hysterical. There, like there were literally multiple times where I could not stop. I like, I, I tried so hard mm-hmm. to not, and I could not stop laughing. <laughs> And after the movie, when we were riding back in the car, I was like hyperventilating. I was laughing. I was laughing so hard. Even in this episode, I can't hardly contain it. So I have to give it to that. Like just hilarious movie top down. Like so funny. Yeah. Uh, I was my one nice thing I was going to say is Dakota Johnson is normally a good actor. Oh, man. She is. I, I, I kind of agree with that. I think she has, uh, I mean, I've never seen any of the Fifty Shades movies, and I never will. No need. Yeah, I mean, no, you know what you're getting there. It's garbage, <laughs> right? And But everything else that, that I've come across, I'm like, yeah, like she should have never done those movies, but this is this is really good work. And then you get to Madam Web, and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> but hopefully this is a life lesson for her. To, I to, think it is. To say, and I think she, I think she before this, she had enough star power to, to, like, just cancel her contract and be like, I'm out. Like, get me out of this mess. Yeah, she didn't have to be in this at no. all. She didn't need the paycheck, and she didn't need the acclaim. I mean, she's she's done plenty. Right. And she gets work. Um I don't know what happened here for her, but it's she's so she's gone full scorched earth essentially on the press tour, which has been just marvelous to watch. I, I really have loved it. I've loved every second of it. Yeah, there was one 
single moment in one of her press interviews where she defended Madam Webb, and she was talking about, oh, this this line has been taken out of context. It was that line that it, I just said that was in the trailer. Exactly. Yeah, isn't any sentence taken out of context? Out of context, like, yeah, you're you're right. Like you can you could say spin whatever narrative you want on any sentence in any film or any uh, celebrity saying anything, but that is the only time she defended this. The rest of it, she has been totally aloof <laughs> about all of it, much like her entire performance in Madam Webb. Cameron, here's your chance to really just take the reins and um, destroy this movie. So now we are finally ready for the final (laughs) thoughts and obliteration of Madam Web. Yes. So what I want to talk about is something I don't feel like people are talking about because I feel like it paints a really clear picture of what happens in this movie because there's, there's always this question. When something is such a notorious dumpster fire in the way that this movie is. It's always like, how does that happen? Mm-hmm. How does this movie get made? What What's going on? So a couple things I would call your attention to. The writers of this movie, <clears throat> primarily on the screenplay, are two writers, Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless, mm-hmm. who have quite possibly the worst writing resume I've ever seen in my entire life. And it includes another Sony Spider-Verse movie, Morbius. It includes... Uh, Power Rangers, the 2017 one, yikes. It includes Dracula Untold, The Last Witch Hunter, and Gods of Egypt. These guys, these guys have written both. They've written all of those movies and this. Now, when this movie started production, I can't remember if Morbius was done or if it was released. I don't know. But Madam Web got announced around the same time that Morbius was kind of ramping up, if I can remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Morbius hilariously historically bombed did it it got terrible reviews nobody saw it the box office was dreadful um they re-released it into theaters after the movie became a meme because they were hoping people would go see it for the memeiness of it which was like the most incriminating thing i've ever seen a studio do like (laughs) self-incrimination um so what i think happened because every other person who's credited as some version of writing on here, which there's like seven other people. Every other person on here has no writing experience whatsoever. They're either director, like S.J. Clarkson, the director of the movie, or they're uh, producers. They have producing credits. So what I think happened was they were making this movie. They had faith in these writers. Morbius tanked. Mm -hmm. And Sony was like, this is all speculation. I should just say that. They were like, get those clowns off of Madam Web right this instant. Disaster. And you were left with a bunch of producers who had a terrible script Mm -hmm. who had to try to piece this thing together. And this is what you get like them trying to take good, bad dialogue and make it good dialogue, but they're not writers. So like they can't do it. And it's a disaster. It is truly a world-class horrible movie. I I can't even believe it. Um, I did not hate the first venom, but I did not like, let there be carnage. Morbius was dreadful. This might be worse than all of them. <laughs> Truly might be the worst of the bunch. But, and this is where I really struggle with my score. I had a fantastic time. <laughs> I, I just really, I had a blast. I really did. So I like have, I've had this moral dilemma since we got some extra time to think about this movie where I'm like, this move. So I gave Argyle like a 1.3, uh-huh. right? 1.3. Yeah. Worst score I've ever given. Um, this movie is technically worse than that film on yeah. almost every facet. You know, there it's not like way worse, but it's, I think it's worse, but it's so much fun. <laughs> and so I should give it less points because it is worse on paper, 
But you know what? I'm not going to. I'm not going to because I enjoyed it, and I would gladly rewatch this again for for the hilarity of it all. And I would love. I would be honored to have it on my shelf of movies back here. Yes, because it's so funny. So I'm giving it. I'm giving it two point one. All right. Out of ten. All right. Knowing that it is worse, but that I just really I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. One of the things I love about uh, that's also been leaked, I think, by Dakota Johnson, is that the original script was all was kind of like a Terminator uh, theme that that she that she was approached by these three Spider Women with their powers fully uh, developed and evolved, and they come back and they say, "We have to save Peter Parker." Sarah Connor, (laughs) that's right. Come with me if you want to live. (laughs) Uh, That was sort of the idea, and I'm like, how could that idea? be worse than what they made. Yeah. Because I could dig the other side of that. I think I could too. Right? I think I could get down with that for sure. What if they just reboot Madam Web? Let's just pretend it didn't exist. Let's pull a James Gunn Suicide Squad and call it The Madam Web. Yes. (laughs) Bring back Dakota Johnson. It's Web Redemption. Daniel Tosh. We try again. I don't know. I don't know. I kind of like it. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. So to, to obliterate this film further... Um, I don't know if it's possible. It's it's just such a mess, but so much joy. Um, Argyle is a, an inferior film to this, and so many others are. I'm you trying mean to, superior? Argyle is inferior to this. You think Argyle's worse? Um, because it's no fun. It's oh, no because, fun. yeah, yeah, same reason. Yep, yep, yep. yep same reason. I, I, I fully agree with you. Like, if I can go <laughs> in and watch a movie and laugh at it, then yeah. great. I also recently watched the 2024 release of Freelance with John oh, Cena. dude, that looks and so bad. Who's in it? Uh, Allison, Allison Brie. I mean, just not fun. Not even bad funny. Oh, like, it's not bad. It's not funny bad. It is released with one of the rare honors of a 0% Rotten Tomatoes <sighs> score during its premiere weekend. Sheesh. And it deserves it. It's really, really terrible. Um, if it could have a negative score, <laughs> I, I would absolutely uh, be on that train. But I love so, it. So if here for Madam Webb, I really enjoyed just the, the hilarity of how everything came to just an absolute atom bomb of mishaps and madam bomb if you will madam bomb <laughs> cameron get me out of here we need to, we need to shut this down <laughs> it's i'm i've become infected by the the terrible writing these are jokes that they would write so i i think i think i might have enjoyed it even more than you let's go i don't even know how that's possible let's but go before we before we, i give my score i just want to have the opportunity to opportunity for us to say our absolute oh, favorite please, line please please uh, together there's a moment where she kind of goes into her madam web power uh, Dakota Johnson, of course, goes into her Madam Web powers. She's able to like see her mom and <laughs> and speak to her. And before she before she sees her, though, she's sitting in the doctor's office where her mom was pregnant. Before she went into the Peruvian jungle, and the doctor is telling her, "Oh my goodness, your your child has this. Your child has this." It's the whole reason that she went to the Peruvian jungle one week before she gave birth was to find a, a solution, a serum from this spider right. that eventually saves Dakota Johnson. And and in it, the doctor says uh, all these things that, that, that she's got wrong with, that's going to happen to her and Dakota Johnson turns around and says at the same time to her mother she says I, I don't, don't have, have a neuromuscular, neuromuscular disorder, disorder. Oh, <laughs> it's like chef's kiss here we have an able bodied clearly able bodied woman we've spent over an hour with her at this point uh, 
bordering on an hour and a half. She's an EMT. She's clearly not inhibited physically in any way. No. And they chose to write that line and have her go, I don't have a neuromuscular disorder. It's like, duh. Right. We know. We know. We all know. You know why? Because the spider transferred its powers to right. you. Right. Duh. Like, it's so bad. Also, uh, a little bit ableist of that mom. Not to be this guy. Uh, yeah. But I was surprised that in this day and age, they can have that scene where, like, she's talking about how her kid has a disorder, and the mom's like, I refuse to accept that life for my kid. As if her kid is, like, dead, right. essentially. I was like, rough. Like, I guess her only redeeming quality is that she doesn't, you know, just get rid of the child that she says, all right, right. I'm save this right. child. But um, man, that's but a, I was like, that's a tough look. That's a gray line right there that, Definitely. that she crosses. But I don't, <laughs> I don't have a neuro. <laughs> I don't have a neuromuscular disorder. disorder. By far, like had me and Cam to our knees as we I was decided dead. it walking out dead. of the theater. Dead. We had to grab the buildings around us. I lost grip on reality. I was laughing so hard. This is your euphoria. <laughs> this is the most unserious episode we've ever had. It's so oh, good. I love it. I love I'm it. So sorry. Um, back to my <laughs> my score. I cannot wait. Uh, the pure joy from this movie. That I'll never, ever forget. No, you shouldn't. It, it gets a 3.0 out of 10. Yes! <laughs> Let's go! Dude, that, that's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Oh my I'm glad that we're on the same wavelength because I really did have this, like, like come to Jesus moment where I'm like, what does it say about me as someone who would like to make a living reviewing movies that I am at a point where I can recognize how bad this movie is and yet... I just really, it's really fun. I just like, yeah. am, am, can I really give it points for being so bad that it's enjoyable? And uh, I've arrived at yes, and I'm glad. It seems you have as well. And yes, I, I'm glad. I think that's where I want to be. Like, like let's let's have fun with it. I first had this epiphany with the movie I reference often is Phantasm. Yeah, the incredible horror B film that has five films in its series. Like, it's so bad, it's actually good. Yeah, and the, there are moments where you're just like. I can't believe that someone thought this was their best foot forward. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like an why. actual person thought that this was good. Yes. Yeah, it's great. And, uh, you know, kudos to them. They all made a lot of money uh, before the box office. Hopefully yes. no one took points on this because they got nothing. They got owned. But if they took a salary on this, congratulations, you are wealthier than Cam and I combined. Oh, by far, yeah. Well done. <laughs> so that is... In a nutshell, Madam Webb, uh, thank you for coming with us on this journey of laughter and spoiler full. Um, hopefully, you got a chance to see this movie and to understand the pure hilarity and comedy of this film. Um, and if you're listening to this because you say you swear you'll never see the film, I hope you also enjoyed it because I I, I just I just want to share that with you. Yes. <laughs> All of these moments, they're so special. Um, Cam, anything else we'd like to talk about for this week or Madam Webb? No, it, it it appears we should have seen Bob Marley. Um, yes, one love. That was a miscalc on our part, but I have was to say, uh, I don't know. I think we're better for this. I think I think it will be good. Yeah. Um, gonna be just quite the whiplash following this up with Dune Part Two, which could not be more different. On the opposite end of the yeah, spectrum. Yeah, that's gonna be crazy. So we'll have that coming soon. I mean, this is it's gonna be a week. Man, well, we just appreciate all of you so much. 
if you laughed uh, just as hard as we did, openly laughed in the theater, we want to know. So please tell us in Discord, on Facebook, on X, on anywhere you listen to us. On YouTube, of course, of all places. We hope you're watching. You can see us actually melt into our chairs uh, with laughing about this film. That's right. So with that all said, Madam Webb, big accolades, low scores. We love you all. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace.